spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Time Big Ten football. Yeah. Touchdown, Purdue! We just gotta go hard. Uh. I told you at the beginning of the 2023 season that the matchup between Purdue and Northwestern would feature a team that is three and seven, has two wins in the Big Ten, and the other team has five wins and three wins in the Big Ten. You would think that Purdue would be the team that is five and five headed into the final two weeks, needing one more win to get to bowl eligibility, right? Well, that is not the case as we head into this Week 12 matchup between Purdue and Northwestern. It is Purdue that is the team that is 3-7 and seven and looking to spoil Northwestern's bowl eligibility hopes. Just like they spoiled Minnesota's Big Ten chances, um, Big Ten West chances last week, and pushed off their chance for bowl eligibility um, for at least another week. Can Purdue do the same to another Big Ten West team once again this week? Let's talk about it. Welcome in. I'm uh, your host, Bryce Vance. This is Behind the Rails of Purdue Football on the Believe Network. As always, this show is sponsored by Bet Online. The last of the major sports is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet online remains your top spot for all live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL are all in full swing, and Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops, betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online and remember to use our promo code Believe B L E A V with your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's pretty helpful. You used it recently. Uh, Bet Online, where the game starts. And Northwestern is a pretty interesting team. Um, at the beginning of the season, I would have told you that this team was a very good candidate to go zero for twelve. Um, Losing your head coach in the manner that you do, um, I think we might have talked about them on the uh, on the season preview show, the schedule preview show, all the way back in uh, early August. That this is a team that is just not very talented um, when you compare them to the rest of the Big Ten. I think when you compare them to Purdue, 
Uh, if you look at recruiting rankings, the the talent composite ratings that is on twenty four seven Sports, they, where you can compare, you know, what each team has on their roster and stars and ratings and all that good stuff. It was significantly more talented. Obviously, I think the coaching job that David Braun has done as the interim after Pat Fitzgerald was relieved of his duties uh, for the hazing scandal over the summer, uh, and he was the defensive coordinator coming in. He's served as the interim coach, and he's no longer the interim coach. Um, On Wednesday, uh, yesterday, he was given the full-time gig, a five-year deal, for Northwestern, they removed the interim tag, and he is now the head coach of the Northwestern Wildcats. And I don't necessarily blame them going in this direction uh, because you were going to try to bring in somebody else um, after Braun has done a pretty good job uh, considering what this team has on the roster, what they went through during the summer, uh, everybody, including me, had them being one of the bottom feeders in the Big Ten West, um, a team that everybody would bunch up on. Maybe this team picks up, you know, a handful of, uh, not even a handful, a, a couple of wins over some non-Big Ten schools, and and they've come out and surprised a lot of people. You know, picking up an overtime win over Minnesota. Um, I believe they they beat Maryland. Uh, they beat Wisconsin recently last week. We'll watch that game back um, on Wednesday, and it was not not a super fun watch in the second half. I'll tell you that. Only one scoring possession the entire final 30 minutes. Not fun. Not fun at all. But Northwestern has done really well at home this year. They are 4-1 and one at home, 4-2 and two in Chicago. They played against Iowa at Wrigley Field in a amazing 10 to 7 game that uh Iowa squeaked out. Yes, your Big 10 cha- Big 10 West champs um eventually they'll probably get another victory to secure that fully. I think they have a share of the conference uh or of the West Division at the moment before headed into Saturday. But this this Northwestern team is interesting because They've gone win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. So after a win over Wisconsin last week, you got to be thinking this week is a loss, right? And then next week, I think they play Illinois in their rivalry week in their rival game. Um, That's going to be a win for them to get to bowl eligibility, right? That's just, that's how at least Purdue fans are hoping that it goes because they've gone snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap this, this entire um this entire season. So it's it's a team that I think is incredibly disciplined under David Braun. Um they've only turned the ball over six times this season and they haven't forced a whole lot of turnovers, but they're not very heavily penalized either. So I think it's they've still con- continued the Pat Fitzgerald way where they're not really good on offense, but they're still pretty stout on defense. And they can be feisty. They can compete with you for four quarters. And I think that's what makes this game pretty interesting at Ryan Field on Saturday. Purdue is a three-point favorite. They opened as a one-point favorite. So people, uh, I think, are you know going against that notion and, and trying to bet on Northwestern because you know they're the underdog. So I think 
it's it's an interesting team because you didn't really know what they really had coming back. You know, if you read any season previews on Northwestern, there was not a whole lot of, you know, star power on this team. Uh, you bring in Ben Bryant over from Cincinnati, and he was fine there. Um, and he's been fine this year, hasn't been overly impressive. Um, but I, I just think that this team is just solid. I think they're nothing spectacular when you look over the numbers or you watch the, this team play. It's nothing over the top, nothing spectacular, nothing that stands out as like a wow factor. It's a team that just handles his business and and it turns out at the very end if if you have played along with them more than like more you know often than not this is going to be a one score game um and they're going to be uh, have a chance to win it i think they had you know multiple chances to beat iowa and just couldn't score and not too many few teams have scored on iowa this year so this is a team that is going to give purdue a battle for four quarters i think even though these two teams have, you know, are off the beaten path, way down the beaten path. I mean, this is a game that is not even being talked about nationally at all. And and why would it be? It's two teams that won it to 500 and, and one that's well below 500. Um, so I just think that it's a game, though, that is going to be feisty for four quarters. I think it's going to be more ugly than last week's game, which I thought was going to happen between Purdue and Minnesota, and it turned out to be a high-scoring affair. I, I don't think Northwestern has the, the firepower to uh, to put up that many points uh, in a game to, to make it. So I think this is another game that's going to be uh, around the 20s. I think the over-under is 46-and-a-half, and I, I see this game struggling to hit the over. Uh, I think these are two defenses that um, can take away certain strengths for teams. Uh, for this team, uh, for both teams, really. So I, I think it, it should be a low-scoring low game. Um, Northwestern, as I mentioned, they only have uh, just a handful of turnovers, but they fumbled the ball quite a bit, 10 times uh, this season, but they've only lost one. So incredible luck. Um, it's the second fewest nationally in, in fumbles lost, just one. Uh, this offense is very run-heavy, so... They're going to get you know chances to swipe at the ball, uh, but they don't do it all that well. Um, they are as a team two point nine rushing yards per attempt. Their uh, their top back Cam Porter, I think he's just over four yards per carry, um, and they have another couple of their backs that they use. Um, I know they use AJ Henning in the in the running game uh, quite a bit. He ran the ball uh, at least two to three times, I think, um, maybe maybe another time or two against Wisconsin last week on on some sweep actions and, and jet motions type, type stuff. So, But this offense is very run heavy. Um, they're going to try to run the ball a, a lot. Um, even Ben Bryant can run a little bit. But Northwestern as a team has not thrown for more than 20 times in a game um, very often. They've only done it three times this season where they've thrown the ball more than 20 times. And only two out of those three times were over 30 attempts. So this team does not throw the ball a whole lot. They're trying to run it. They don't do it particularly well. Uh, They haven't given up a whole lot of sacks, so they've been solid. Uh, uh, The quarterbacks 
haven't been only been sacked 20 times. Uh, ben Bryant has been in and out of the lineup. He returned to the lineup last week against Wisconsin. He was fine. He was efficient. Didn't really push the ball downfield. I don't think they really have the weapons to do that. I think they only got behind the Wisconsin defense one time last week, and it, and it resulted in a score. So A.J. Henning is the guy to, uh, I think, worry about there. You also have Cam Johnson and Bryce Kurtz. Those two guys are your leading receivers for Wisconsin or for Northwestern. Um, don't have a, a ton of speed. Uh, I think the, their best speed uh, option is Cam Porter. Um, there was a lot of the times where it looked like he would be bundled up behind the Wisconsin defensive front, and he would find just a little crease, and he would explode right through it and break off a 10- to 15-yard run. Um, I don't think he has that full breakaway speed uh, that you that you would hope for to complement that, but I think he is very good in a limited amount of space, and if Purdue can just bottle him up like they've done to a lot of running backs uh, this season, then I think they'll be good for slowing down this Wildcat offense. Um, this offense, even if they do get into the red zone, they don't have a high uh, touchdown rate. Uh, thir- 17 out of 30 touchdown rate. So they've made 30 trips to the red zone and only scored touchdowns 17 times. I think they've kicked six, uh, s- seven, seven field goals or more, or just a few more than that. Um, so I-, I think that it's going to be key for Jenkins, Scorton, uh, Clyde Washington, um, Karloftis to really clog up those running lanes and keep Cam Porter in check for this offense. Because if you can put the game on Ben Bryant's shoulders and make him throw more than, than 20 times, I think you're having a whole lot of success on this day. Um, because we've seen what Jenkins and Scorton have done. They've dominated pretty much in, in every game they've been in, even against Michigan and Ohio state, they've had a lot of success. Uh, they both, or near the top of the conference and tackles for loss. Jenkins is second in the conference with Scorton is fourth. So then they rank pretty highly. Jenkins does in sacks. So this, this tandem has just been incredible for this team. And I expect them to have really good days again on Saturday, um, slowing down uh, Cam Porter, slowing down Ben Bryant and getting after him. Um, if, if they can, penetrate this offensive line that, like I said, has been solid, I think that they give themselves a really good chance at keeping down this Northwestern offense. When, and they could have very easily scored more than 24 points last week. They got into the red zone once last week. Another example of the stat that I just brought up, they got down all the way to the one and then had a couple of penalties push them back, and they had to settle for a field goal to put them up 24-3. to three. And they just – Held Wisconsin in check. Wisconsin was more than uh, aggressive um, than usual last week. Uh, they went down and got inside. I think the ten went forward on fourth down and didn't get it. That would have made it uh, twenty-four to ten at the time. Uh, but they turned the ball over. But Northwestern didn't do anything in that second half. So they, I don't. I don't know. Wisconsin just really didn't look motivated. Playing last week, it was mentioned on the broadcast by Matt Mellon, who I think is on this broadcast this week uh, for the Purdue game on the Big Ten Network on at noon. 
And I, I just think that you have two teams that are motivated um, by different things. I, I think we've, we've spoken at length about Purdue's motivation and what they're playing for and what they need to do to stay motivated, um, what they need to do to improve and what they need to put on tape to prove to the coaching staff that they want to be here. They want to see this thing through. They want to improve this program and get it back to, you know, a standard of winning seven to nine games on a regular basis, not just going, you know, between four and six, because it's going to be much more difficult in the next couple of years uh, to be that consistent seven to nine win program with the four teams from the West coast coming in. So, but you got to win games like this. You got to be competitive in games like this that are going to be ugly because I don't think Northwestern is just going to be down in the dumps um, forever. I think that they're going to be try to be on that similar level as Purdue where you're winning, you know, seven to nine games and sometimes pulling out a 10 win season, you know, randomly. Uh, I think that Northwestern is still going to be that program that, is going to be a development type program. They're obviously not going to recruit at a super high level with the academic restrictions and, you know, just them being in a state that is, you know, not high up on the level of talent. Um, but a lot of those guys that are high up in talent are either going to go to Notre Dame. They're going to go to Purdue. They're going to go to Illinois. They're going to go, to Michigan. They're going to go to Ohio State. They're they're just not going to, you know, settle for Northwestern unless they're, you know, a low three-star, high two-star, you know, get the occasional uh, low four-star kind of guy. So these are the types of, of games that, you know, can can maybe even win you a, a recruiting battle. Who knows? Um, I, I think that Purdue will have success once again. Uh, I think that we're going to see a similar output. Um, and I think that this defense has been solid. You know, if you look at the numbers, they're struggling past defense. Uh, that's the one area of concern still. And I think it's going to be continued uh, this week with Cam Johnson and Bryce Kurtz. They're good receivers. They're solid, um, but they're not otherworldly. Uh, I think I would take Minnesota's receiving core over this one. Uh, but I, I still think that what they do and getting open and being consistent and running solid routes and getting open, making the occasional tough catch. I just think if they can have the occasional big play, you know, or semi big play, what they showcased last week against Wisconsin, I think is the type of effort that they're going to put forth against this secondary that has just really struggled uh, for, for Purdue. They're going to need, you know, a turnover or an interception from Cam Allen or Dylan Thieneman, um, because what we have seen out of Derek Rogers, uh, Alessandro Botros, uh, Marcavius Brown at times just hasn't been super consistent. And you just need to possibly get a couple of turnovers um, to make sure that this Northwestern offense does not find any rhythm whatsoever. Let's uh, let's switch sides. I think that Northwestern's defense is still pretty stout um, as typical with, you know, a Pat Fitzgerald build-up team um, because these are Pat Fitzgerald's players. 
Uh, but D- David Braun is the defensive coordinator that was brought in by Pat Fitzgerald. Um, and there's still a very good pass defense. Um, and I would say that would worry me until what we've seen here recently on the ground for Purdue. Uh, Northwestern, not a super uh, lockdown, shut it down run defense. Uh, they're allowing over 150 yards per game. Uh, but they do have talent up front along the line. Uh, they get after the quarterback. They do get into the backfield. Um, and Aiden Hubbard is an animal. Uh, they like to line him up inside. They like to line him up on the edge. He's one of those guys that can really move around quite a bit um, and make plays really in, anywhere. So he's going to try to find a matchup uh, this week and possibly against the the tackles that are on the outside and just go after him because uh, they like to move him around, and, and he's pretty effective when when he can get a full head of steam. He had a sack, I think, against Wisconsin last week, so he's pretty pretty darn good and pretty darn big and quick. If I was Purdue, if I was Graham Harrell, I would still try to run it a lot. I think what Purdue found success was with that zone read, uh, running uh, that zone run, I should say, um, Hudson card, his health, I think definitely gives them a better chance, um, with his health being improved, um, him running the ball a little bit more. I think that will put the defense just maybe be a half step because you have to be thinking about it. Okay. Card could be holding it on this zone read this time, even though he didn't, you know, the last two or three times, is this the time that he could hold it, um, and keep it and run around the edge for you know six or seven yards or an even bigger gain like he had a couple of times against Minnesota last week. So this isn't a team that forces a lot of tom- turnovers with Northwestern. Eight forced fumbles, only four of those recovered, and only seven interceptions uh, so far through this this season. I, I think this is a, a defense that you can still move the ball on. Uh, Wisconsin moved the ball on on Northwestern last week, a lot of teams have moved the ball. They're not a, you know, shut down defense. They're just solid. Again, I think this is the theme with Northwestern. They've just been solid throughout the season. Yes, they've faced better opponents and lost, uh, but they've been competitive in these games. And I think that's what would worry me about being a Purdue fan in this game is that this is a team that, is going to hang around for four quarters, isn't going to quit, isn't going to give up. Purdue's the same. So I expect a fight on both sides all the way throughout. And I think that with what we've seen in this offense and the highs that it can be, and if you're just able to get a similar amount of production that you had last week um, and take it into this week, I think you should be able to win this game over uh, against a defense that's a little bit worse, an offense that's a little bit worse than Minnesota. Um, I I just think that Purdue is going to be able to run the ball again um, with the tandem of Tracy and Maccabee. I think they're going to be able to run the ball consistently, and I think that should help out Hudson Card. We're starting to see more guys get involved in the passing game. Starting to see more creativity out of this offense with Purdue. And I think that's something 
Purdue fans and and I have been wanting to see all season with you know different types of, of play action, uh, different types of running uh, the ball as we've seen here recently with what they've been able to do and what they've been able to have success with on the ground and in the air. Just more of it. Easy plays are the are the easy dump downs there. Are the easy crossers there? Are the easy uh, plays where Garrett Miller can just sit in his own and you just hit him after your first or second reads aren't there. Um, I think this is a week that Deion Burks can have another good week. Same with TJ Sheffield. I'd like to see him more consistently involved. It felt like we didn't see him outside of the one big catch um, and maybe one other play that we didn't really get a whole lot of consistent action from him um, last week. And, you know, that could have been from Minnesota's talented secondary, you know, taking that thing, things away. But how I spoke about Minnesota's secondary, which I think is better than Northwestern's, not by much, though. It's But still, if Purdue was able to put up over 600 yards of offense on that defense, and I think this defense is just slightly worse with Northwestern, they should still be able to put up over 400 yards of offense. And if you're putting up over 400 yards of offense against this team, I think you should be able to be in this game all the way throughout. Don't have any turnovers. Protect the ball. Got to be key as always. But I think it's going to be even more key this week because Northwestern is a team that can kind of grind this game to a halt and make it ugly and just have you going back and forth with punts and maybe you get one first down, but then you have to punt or three and outs. And it's just going to be one of those types of battles because Northwestern is just a consistently inconsistent team proven by their schedule, proven by their win loss record, proven in a game last week against Wisconsin, where they look out, come out looking on fire in the first half, score 24 points. They score on like, three or four consecutive drives, nothing in the second half. They've gone win-loss, their entire schedule all the way down, consistently inconsistent. So if Purdue is also one of those teams, more on the bad side um, than, than than Northwestern has been, but you're hoping to take this momentum. Can you carry this momentum? Can you carry the production? from last week and carry it over into what we've seen in creativity, moving the ball consistently, running the ball down teams' throat, using this running game and using it effectively like you have and being a complementary team on both sides of the ball. This should be a win, right? I, I think I've talked myself into a win. I think it's going to be a close, tight battle. All the way throughout, um, I think it is a game that these teams will trade scores a little bit, but it's not going to be touchdown, touchdown, back and forth, field goal, score, score. It's going to be touchdown, punt, punt, touchdown, touchdown, punt, punt, touchdown. Like, you know, these teams are going to trade, you know, it's it's going to be another low-scoring game mid to low 20s maybe the winning team will reach the upper 20s 
Um, so I, I just think it's a game that it's not going to be super fun, super pretty. Um, but I'm happy to be surprised just like I was last week against Minnesota. I have Purdue 27, Northwestern 24. Tight game all the way throughout. One that will probably be decided in the fourth quarter. And uh, two two defenses that can take away a, a strength for uh, the opposing team. Northwestern's defense is pretty stout against the pass. And Purdue supposedly wants to be that. But I think the strength of Purdue... Um, more often than not, is their running game when they can get it going. And if they can get it going, uh, they should be able to win this matchup. And Purdue's defense can stop the run, and Northwestern, that's what they want to do. So if you can if you can do that for Purdue, I just think this matchup is, uh, is in Purdue's favor. So I'll see you guys again on Sunday morning for the recap pod. Um, make sure you are looking out for it. Make sure you are subscribed. Hit that notification bell to know when it is ready to go for you at 6 a.m. on Sunday um, on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to the show or wherever you watch the show. Thank you so much for tuning in and subscribing. And uh, give me a follow on socials if you would like. This has been another edition of the Behind the Rails of Purdue Football on the Believe Network, presented by Bet Online. I will see you guys on Sunday morning. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.